Hello, and welcome to Dice Try, the Dungeons & Dragons podcast inspired by whimsical works of old such as Wizard of Oz and Phantom Tollbooth. My name is Daniel Schaub, and I am your Dungeon Master and host. So previously on Dice Try, our intrepid heroes set out into the forest, and they found a cottage hidden in the swamp where the Lord Magician has been hiding out. A dude named Stuart. Just a regular guy who uh, disappeared from our world in 2007, but has seemingly lived for hundreds of years here in Aloha. He lost the verve and the vigor in order to be Lord Magician, and he offered up the Lord Magicianhood to Doug. And as Stuart was preparing a teleportation circle in order to transport you back to Stimley's Tower, Baron and his crony showed up. Who the hell are you? I'm Doug of Mart Mart. Hello, and welcome back to Dice Try. My name is Daniel Schaub. I am your host and GM. We're back for episode nine. I'm here with all of my players. Paul Dixon is no longer sick. Yay! <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> I really hated being bedridden. <laughs> so, uh, no coronavirus, so that's a plus. That's always good. Yeah. Yet. Topical. <laughs> Topical. <laughs> It'll be great in a few years from now where nobody remembers that. Yeah. Like, remember They'll be like, SARS. what was the 20 years? Like, what's the coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. Remember SARS. Do you remember Y2K? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the video of Leonard Nimoy talking about Y2K and how it's going to destroy the world? Mm-hmm. Dude, that's a thing? Yes. Yeah. You should that's it amazing. It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. We've said hello to Paul. Hello, Earl. How are hello. you? Hello. I'm all right. I'm all right. That's so Good depressing. <laughs> no, no, sorry, no. no. I'm, I'm doing fantastically. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to be back playing, and, and, and I'm excited to get back into it. Yeah, it has been a minute. It feels like it's been a minute since we've all been yeah. in the same room and, and doing things. So for sure, it's exciting. It's You're gonna exciting. make me cry. Stop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you two are cute. <laughs> Hello, Crystal Wellen. Hello. How are you? I am fine. I am busy as always, but yeah. good. <laughs> Are you binge watching any TV shows? Any oh. next gen? Oh Have well. You ever? So <laughs> I just <laughs> for the past two days watched the entire season of Cheer on Netflix, which was fascinating. Is it the one about cheerleaders? Yes. yes. <laughs> it, is, it is about uh, the Navarro cheerleaders, and they are a, like, top league, like, cheer team. Like, everyone wants to be on their squad. But and they are a junior college yes. from Corsicana, Texas. Yes. And they're insane. Like, they do incredible work. Like, yes. Hmm. It's, like, absolutely insane, and the coach is, like, actually a really good coach. Um, oh my god, like I'm in love with that. Like, she's incredible. Is this like, yeah. amazing. Like, varsity Blues with cheerleaders? Kind of. Yeah. Kind oh, of lots actually. of injuries. Watching the trailer for it, I was legit terrified that that woman was like a sociopath. Yeah, I think. She, I feel in like the she first could, episodes, yeah. like you kind of are like, oh wow, she seems a little. And then I think the whole arc of it is is a lot about sort of seeing her, like as a coach, like her passion and her drive and her commitment to. Her team and like yeah, it was it good. was nice, okay. and the way she approaches like, like talking to 
some of them when they're like in the, like, the heat of the moment. You're like, oh, you've dealt with this a lot and you're a good coach and you know how to sort of calm these kids down or like set them, you know, in a good headspace so that you can literally throw girls up into the air <laughs> and have them like <laughs> land like on their ribs to be thrown back up into the air <laughs> and land on some other girls who are also in the air. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's wild. It does sound crazy, actually. Yeah, it's um, nuts. And it, it's, I don't know, I feel like it, it's, yes, it's very much a documentary sort of, like, you know, slice of, of life of these people, but at the same time, like, it doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't feel, like, forced. Mm. Like, mm. there are moments, and it's also, like, really, really well done. We're a, part, a couple of times we were all like... Is this actually just a really well done scripted is comedy? Because, like, some of... Who is this guy with this crazy handlebar mustache and a Texas, like, trucker hat who is a formal alumni of the <laughs> cheer squad who goes, comes to watch the practices sometimes? <laughs> What? Yeah. yeah, no, it's a lot. It's 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 a whole it's a whole thing. But we do recommend it. I highly recommend it. Especially if you've always wondered about what it's like to be an elite cheerleader. Or if you want to know life skills, or like if you are trying to get into the industry mm-hmm. and want to know a certain sort of mentality to have, you should watch it because it's very similar. Mm. Uh, as a teacher, I was watching it and being like, God, I I should I should be doing this to my kids because <laughs> some of them need to be Ooh. yeah I think the great like the, again like I feel like it's most not throwing them up in the air it, well yeah no, no cut that's that not juggling students <laughs> but like again I feel like the documentary like focuses a lot on the coach and yeah. she is kind of this like you know force of 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 nature so let's <laughs> say hello to Sheer. GTM hi Gauchos taunting matadors. Wait, what? Gauchos taunting matadors. Uh-huh. So like an Argentinian gaucho. I want to say is yeah. facing off against a Spanish matador. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Fun. I have a good have one, it. but I want to save it for next time. Cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're gonna love it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna leave behind our world. We're going back into Aloha. Back into Leeson Swamp. <laughs> you have just blasted Baron, the Skalung, in the face, burning off a bunch Sweet. of his hair, and the scent of the swamp is overwhelmed by the scent of burning hair as he scoots through the mud away from you, and everything freezes for a moment. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. All the Skalungs are kind of standing back in shock. There's 30 of them. They could probably take all you guys, but they're shocked and... Baron doesn't quite know what to do. And he's just staring at you guys for a moment. Puddle in his bloody, beaten state is like, Yeah, that's Doug Martin. Y'all better get out of here or else he's, he's gonna burn the rest of you. <laughs> yeah, you guys wanna try to fight us now, huh? Can one of you roll an intimidation check for me? Um, I think and we both will roll it. Or one of you can give the other advantage. Oh. I'll give you advantage. Okay. Oh, great. Uh, 17. 17. Okay. So you see the Skalungs had actually raised their weapons for a second, and they start to lower. 
and one of them like creeps forward but he's doing that thing where he's holding out a hand to like indicate he's not coming to fight you he just like comes forward to put his hands underneath of Baron's armpits and drag him backward and pick him up you can keep your dead <laughs> he's not dead well he's just about it <laughs> but he's like staring at you and you can see that he has his hand up to his face like covering the side of his face that's burned and the eye that on the side that was hit by the bolt is kind of like clouded over a little bit with blood and whatnot. dang dog you got him real good didn't you <laughs> what the hell just happened <laughs> That was intense. I think the power's awakening. But don't let them know that. You know these powers, and you've had them often and know exactly what to do. Yeah, right on, right on. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a little delirious right now. Yes. Uh, well, you but, had a lot of stuffing lost. Does someone have a potion? Oh. I think I do. Well, I can just, I'll give you a healing word. Thank you. So, from inside the cottage behind you, you hear Stuart's voice as he calls out, I think we're ready to go! All the skullings turn and look at Baron, and they look back at you, and they look back at Baron, trying to figure out, should, should we attack them? We can't let them get away, right? <laughs> and Baron is just in, like, a daze at this point. He's on the verge of death. Then you hear a noise deep in the swamp. And the flutter of wings in the trees start to move a little bit. The fuck is happening? Please look up. What is going on? I have like my little dagger. Can one of you make a intelligence check for me? Um, or if you have nature. Not me. Definitely not me. Um, well, I or don't. Or survival. We all know who the brains are in this operation. Oh, I'll do survival. What is it, Wanda? What do we do? <laughs> Oof. Uh, 12? 12. Okay. Something's niggling at the back of your mind. Something that somebody said, but you can't remember exactly what it was. And you just, like, turn to look up in the trees. And you see the trees move a little bit. And then these green fluorescent eyes start to stare down at you. Uh, um, are those? What are those? I don't think we're alone, you guys. Uh... And then it starts to creep in your mind. One of the guys back in Leeson Swamp told you this swamp is filled with killer macaws. Oh no. Oh. And there is the scent of blood in the air. Oh. Guys, we gotta get the fuck out of here now. So oh I need you guys to roll for initiative oh for me. Oh no. Oh my god. <laughs> Birds are my worst enemy. They think that I'm. I'm food. Uh, so we got a 22, we got a 21. And a four. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so, Doug, you are gonna go first. You are staring at a bunch of slungs out in front of you who are deciding whether or not they're gonna attack you. There's a bunch of killer macaws up in the air who can smell blood, and you know they're ravenous and hungry, and you know that back in the cottage there's a way to escape. Can I... I mean, they're smaller than me. Can I pick them up and take them with me, or do I have to just kind of book it? Okay, I will say it will take your action to pick both of them up, and then you'll use your movement to get most of the way there. Okay, uh, then I will do that. Okay. Yeah. So you bundle up puddle under one arm, you pick Vonda up and like toss her onto your shoulder <laughs> and you hustle Let's back go! towards the <laughs> cottage <laughs> and then it will be your turn puddle. 
Um, so you are tucked underneath I'm the dog's paw. I'm and I can't really do anything. Um, if you like hopped off a dog and took the rest of your movement, you could get into the cottage. Okay. Um, I'm actually gonna stay where I am, and I'm assuming that my face is facing towards the slugs. Okay. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make a uh, most awful terrifying teddy bear face that I can. <laughs> okay. I'm basically just gonna gonna yell out, if you dumb dirty sclums know what's coming, you better run too! Okay, can you make a intimidation chip? <laughs> yes. And I will give you advantage since you beat them the first time. Yes, 18. Okay, so you actually see some of the Skullungs drop their weapons, <laughs> and they're like holding up their shields over their heads to protect themselves Jesus. from the killer macaws, which will now be acting. So out of the trees, a bunch of leaves start to drop as they spread out their wings, and the killer macaws dive out, and they have jet black feathers and a wingspan twice as wide as a normal macaw. Their beaks, instead of that nice, like, kind of crescent moon kind of shape, are a little bit mutated and bumpy and jagged, a little more steely. So some of them are going to go after the skulls. Okay. Two of the macaws come down, and you see one of the skulls that has shield up. The macaw comes up and actually catches the shield and flips it back so it smacks the Skalung in the back of the neck. And the Skalung goes face down into the mud as he's hit by his own shield. And then the second Macaw comes along and it jabs its beak into its back. And then a third Macaw flies around to uh, attack second Skalung. And the Skalung flips its shield around and smacks the Macaw in the face with his shield. (laughs) Jesus. And then um, three Macaws are coming your way. Let's start with you. Okay. Uh, so I'm running. I don't like yeah. Yes. So, uh, what is your AC? 14. 14? Okay. So, the macaw comes by and it scratches you with his talons along your back. Ah! And he catches okay. you really good. It, like, hit, hooks into the muscle because it does 10 damage. These are not, these macaws are not messing around. I hate birds! I hate them! Um, since you're tucked under his arm, I don't think they can get to you. Well, you're up on his shoulder, so. Minus 10. One will Uh, fly. I'm like trying to like crawl underneath into his. What's your AC? Uh, 11. Okay, so another one is gonna catch you. That is six damage. And then the third one is actually gonna flap around to the front of the cottage and it's now just perched on top of the doorway. So now you're running towards the bird. Great. And now it's the Sklung's turn. The first thing that's gonna happen is one of the Sklung's grabs a potion and shoves it into Baron's mouth to heal him. Okay. And then um, they some of them pull out their bows to fire at the macaws. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> Ooh, that's a nat 20. One of the macaws gets like pecked in the, uh, where the wing connects to the shoulder. And uh, it's just a little bow shot, but the macaw drops enough 
that it stops in midair for a second and one of the skullings is able to get it right through the side of the skull with a short bow shot. Jesus. Okay, so I'm not gonna sit here and roll like 30 dice, so I'll just kind of get an indication. So. These Klungs and the Macaws are kind of like at a point of parity now. They're killing some of the Macaws, they're killing some of the Sklungs, but also there's more blood and scent of blood in the air, which will attract more Macaws, but also now you remember, oh yeah, there's giant snakes and giant spiders. So the whole forest is coming alive. Yeah. Yeah. Out of there's here. Like, food, food. And that will bring us to you, Vonda. So if you hopped off his shoulder and ran, you could get to the door inside. But you, if you move through the doorway, that macaw will take a attack of opportunity upon you. Could I do my action and then run? And is he within 30 feet of me? Yeah. Um, I am going to entangle him. No, not entangle, uh, thorn rip him. Sorry. Okay. I believe it is a spell attack roll. Yeah. If it hits, uh, 11? What do I... Oh, so it's my, a wisdom modifier yeah, plus two. Yeah. Plus two. Okay. 16. Okay, that will hit. Cool. Be call. So 1d6. One. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it does pull him off the doorway, right? Yeah. Okay. So I just... So it comes up from the side. It, Grabs around its beak. It doesn't do a lot of damage because the beak is steely. You see it like scratch a little bit, but it yanks the macaw off of the doorway, and now you can move. And then uh, I run through. So you run through. How you run? <laughs> you run through the doorway. Oh dear, this is as if you could see this run. <laughs> it's great. That's awesome. Just a tiny it's little adorable. thing. Like, <laughs> It's mostly your head You're just kind of flapping in the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's you burst great. through the door and you see Grenwyn, the witch, is like hiding underneath of the table, like trying to protect herself. And uh, Stuart is, he had drawn out all those symbols on the floor with charcoal and the symbols are starting to glow in succession like a stargate. Uh-huh. Each, each wow. chevron is activating. That's right. I'm sorry, it loves turkey. Yeah, you're, <laughs> get out. <laughs> and I just yell, we gotta go now! <laughs> and that will bring us back to the top around with Doug. You can okay. make it through the door this turn without being attacked by any of the macaws. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna just burst through the door with, uh, you always got puddles? And yeah, you still have okay. his under his arm. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I would imagine I'm just, I'm wounded, so I'm probably gonna fall on my ass the second I get to that door. Okay, well. <laughs> Yeah, and he'll probably be thrown across the room or something. So you still have an action if you wanted to use like a ranged attack or anything like that. I burst through the door, maybe turn around immediately to, because that thing's still coming at me, right? Or there's one. There's one like 10 feet away from the door that was pulled by the thorn whip. There are also more like floating. Are they trying to get through the door? They're like coming around to swoop in through the door. I would would like to turn around and maybe use my power again if I can. Okay. Yeah. So what you're going to do is you're going to take your uh, d20 here and you're going to roll that and you will add uh, your intelligence modifier plus two. Intelligence. Yeah, eight, so 20. 20? Nice. Dirty 20? Dirty 20. All right. So you get a choice of what kind of damage it is, such as acid, fire, cold damage, thunder damage, uh, electricity. What's thunder damage? Um, thunder is like a sound. loud, concussive sound. Why did you do that? 
Okay. No. So, uh, roll a d8 for me. Are they small enough to fit through the door? They'll have to close their wings and waddle in through the door. <laughs> I mean, I'm planning on slamming that door if I can on my turn, but... Eight! Okay. So... Max damage. You hold out your hand and you see the air kind of coalesce into like a sphere that's still see-through, but you can tell that something's floating there and you flick it out from your hand. And as it hits the bird, you then hear a thunderclap like... A bunch of feathers fly out as this thing gets hit by it. And it actually falls to the ground and tries to push itself back up to its taloned feet. Sick. That will take us to Huddle the Cuddle. Uh, I am going to... I'm assuming that I sort of like, as Doug was falling, just sort of rolled out... Mm-hmm. Uh, using my squishy body and rumbly tumbly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm just going to turn around, and I'm assuming there's a door. Yes, yes. there's a door. I'm going to grab the door, and I'm going to close it. Okay. <laughs> but as I do, I'm going to just yell out, a, Yeah, take that, bird brains! <laughs> Slam! <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get in this teleportation circle. Uh, that brings us to the... Yeah, bird brains! The macaws. <laughs> so they're going to attack the door. Is what's gonna happen. They're trying to do damage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming it's not going to hold. Okay. (laughs) You see, actually, a big talon bust out a big portion of the door. The door does have quite a bit of hit points, so they'll have to work at it for a little while. And uh, more wood starts to splinter and crack off of the doorway. Um, you can see like one of the beaks tries to like poke through, and it's just snapping at air, uh-huh. trying to find something to eat. And then outside, you hear the sklungs and giant macaws fighting. Oh, uh, I mean, Puddle didn't say that. Puddle uh, <laughs> sort of looks away. We are so early into this, and I've already rolled so many ones. (laughs) So there's a bunch of fighting going on. You can't quite hear who's winning or not, but you hear uh, Baron say something to the effect of, Get back to the boats, boys. On your turn, Vonda, Uh the last chevron on the circle of teleportation lights up mm-hmm. and the charcoal that's sitting on the floor that he drew out mm-hmm. just seem, seems to kind of seep into the woodwork as if it's disappearing through the crust of the earth and then it fills in and the circle in the middle turns pitch black for a second and then it lights up with daylight. Okay, well, I'm going to pop in that hole. <laughs> That's what he said. But as That's I'm running, I'm going to I'm gonna throw and tangle in front of the doorway. Okay, so anybody who moves through it has to make a dexterity saving throw. So you dive through the circle, and we'll get back. And, like, too. physically, like, a swan dive, like... A beautiful little flower. <laughs> and then... We go back to the top of the round with Doug. This circle of teleportation is active and alive. Wow, okay. So you can either attack something and then jump through it or just jump through it, whatever you want to do. That's why they just jump through it, I'm pretty wounded, so. Okay, so you run and you hop through it. Are you doing a special dive or just jumping in? Uh, (laughs) imagined, I don't know why, doing a, a, trying to do a very graceful (laughs) jump into it and just kind of, it looks silly. 
<laughs> like trying to do the Pocahontas yes. like thing, yes. but you're just like, like, just like <laughs> it's like slow motion. You got the music, and it's just like. <laughs> and your shoulders like jacked up, so as you put your arms out, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. And you disappear. <laughs> For a quick moment, myself, Grenwit, and, and the Lord Magician just look at each other and what was that? <laughs> is he okay? Anyway. <laughs> and it is your turn, Bill. Uh, I look around real quick. Our, I'm assuming Grenwin and, and the Lord Magician are coming with? Yeah, they're basically holding their actions until okay, everybody else is there. So I'm going to be like, all right, see you on the other side. And I just <laughs> run into it. <laughs> so you dive in. into the off circle. Uh, a second later, Grenwin and the Lord Magician follow you. Everything goes pitch black for a second. And then specks of light start to pierce like you're poking holes through a black sheet of paper and a flashlight on the other side. And then the holes grow bigger and you start to see a vision of Connie Fields appear before you as you go through this tunnel. And you jump down into the hole, but you come out perpendicular. (laughs) So you come out straight and then drop to the ground as the circle of teleportation that you transported to is on the side of an old wall. <laughs> so it's like you come like, like, like down a, a, a slide. Or a yeah, like a Mario pipe. You yeah. go down and you come out sideways. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. So you come out and you all flop down under the ground together in one big pile next to this wall that's just like sitting out in the middle of these rolling fields. Just one of the ways that people can transport around Aloha quickly, but it's also... You have to be a high-level magician, and it costs some money, basically, in order to use it. But as you hit the ground, you see that the symbols stop uh, glowing, and the wall just kind of fills itself back in, stitching itself back together, as if no magic had happened just a second earlier, and you're all lying on the ground. A little bloody and weary. Well, I imagine since that was the first through, everyone's just on top of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh oh, oh, that's move. Oh, oh. Uh, I think I think Vonda's down there. Oh god. Okay. Hi. Sorry. It's okay. It happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're telling me. And I got, like, Gremlin's butt and, like, Lord Magician's ears. Like, yep. So you all stand up and kind of brush yourself off, examining your wounds like you've got that big hole in your shoulder from when the uh, giant macaw caught you. I reach back, and I'm just, like, woozy. (laughs) Is that blood? Blood. I'll throw him a healing word. Okay. Uh, I'm... I'm gonna just sort of like, oh, gee, uh, and I pull up. Um, my so five. Okay, right, five. Pull up my hand. So the hole, as you're feeling it, like feeling the blood, you actually feel the hole kind of like close a little bit. Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh huh. Well, we're gonna need to find some place to rest because I'm out of my um, some of my spells. So. And uh, Stuart, the Lord Magician. Pardon me. Jesus. Stuart, the Lord. <laughs> Magician sneezes. <laughs> Bless you. And he's so like, tight. So sorry. Hay fever. Um, oh. <laughs> he says, well, actually, Simley Sour is just down the road. Oh. Okay, cool. Well. Great. I can still kind of walk. I'm like, we should be out of danger now, so. Yeah. 
let's go. Let's go see Stanley. And he turns to Grenwin and he says, Grenwin, ah! I need you to go to the capital and prepare them. A new Lord Magician will be crowned soon. And she stares at him for a long second like she's about to get emotional and you can see like tears welling up her mm-hmm. eyes and she like takes his hand and pats it very gently and she's like that's nice dearie I'll see you later <laughs> and she walks off <laughs> and he kind of stares for a second and he's like oh, she really doesn't know what's going on does she no she's a she's a little off I'm just gonna uh, pull out a quick needle and thread and I'm sort of like re stuffing like as we're walking I'm just sort of like ah right pushing the stuffing (laughs) back in and sewing your own stitching little bits Uh, oh dang I lost a bit more than I thought over here I can get your back if you need. I feel like I got your back. Just sewing the back. So you're up on Doug's shoulder, I assume, stitching yourself yeah. up yeah. as you guys are walking. And like, I think my eye got a little loose, so just like, uh, this looks all right. Okay. This yeah. feels yeah. really disgusting. Yeah. Stitching your eye back on your own face. Do you have to do that right next to my head? Uh, you know, it's it's a learning experience for you, right? Yeah. Kind of gross. So you walk for a little bit and you come around the hills and you see that familiar five-story tower overlooking Connie Fields, Stimley's Tower. Good old Stimley. Stimley. And you walk up to the door, Stuart knocks, the door opens, and there's that metallic automaton with the he- the <laughs> ball just floating on its shoulders. Love it. Hello, how may I help you today? Hello. Yes, I am Stuart. The Lord Magician, we're here to see Stimley. Follow me this way. And he leads you up to the tower back into Stuart's la- uh, Stimley's laboratory. The door opens and you see Stimley's corked bottle sitting in the corner on the table. He's like, oh, it's lovely to see all of you again. Hi, Stimley. <laughs> Made it all alive, I see. Just barely. Oh my goodness, you did find him. Hello, Lord Magician. I'm, I'm just Stuart now. <laughs> I don't follow. What do you mean? I'm, I'm giving up the Lord Magicianhood. No, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed potential possibilities of replacements, such as Doug. Or yourself. Um, I would certainly cast my vote for you. Me, Lord Magician Aloha. Get you a shiny badge for your little cork. Put on your hat. This is all so sudden. I mean, it's it's only it's only if you want it. Yeah. Stimley, like, we don't we're just we're just thinking. I mean, because because uh, Doug over here, he's he's got some pretty cool powers too. He he just got us out of a real bad bind. You know, he's not sure if he wants to do that. We're not really sure what's going on here. He just wants to get home. Just yeah, kind of feel like I, over. I feel like I don't I don't know where I belong. I mean, this place is kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Where I come from, everyone's just like me. Everyone has powers? No, no. Well, besides that, that's that's different. Everybody's just kind of boring. Hmm. I don't know if I should go back. Stuart looks at you dead in the eyes and he's like, I thought the deal was I get to go back and you stay here. <laughs> Did we have a deal? I thought so. Did we shake on it? 
Well, no, but <laughs> do you have it written on paper? Do you have it in a contract? <laughs> was that was there a, was there an audit, was there a signature? Is it authorized? Was it notarized? Well, somebody's going back. <laughs> I think he should go back. Can they not both go back? I only have the power to send one of them. How convenient. Do you know about magic, young lady? <laughs> I mean, a little bit. I do it myself, but I mean, I am a different creature. Look at me dead in the eyes. <laughs> and I, I like sta- I'm like standing on the table, like looking at him. <laughs> have you ever dealt with eldritch magic so powerful it can tear a hole in the dimensions? Yep. Punch your way through it, you grab somebody from the other side and you toss them onto the other. I mean, yeah, but can't you both just push them both in at the same time through the same portal? I only got one fist for punching. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, but you'll do it like a domino effect. So one will be behind them and then you only have to physically punch one. Look, I don't have time to work out the arithmetic for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. I mean, Doc, you did some really, really cool things, man. That was impressive, wasn't it? Well, uh, <laughs> don't let it get to your head. Uh, but you still got a lot to learn. I don't know if you want to keep doing this stuff, but you, you're not that bad at it. And uh, I don't want to sound selfish, but there's still more adventures to go on. So, do you sure you want to go back? No. I don't think there's anything there for me. Yeah? It's just kind of boring there. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, what I know, I know we were talking that like, oh, maybe, maybe you taking over the Lord Magician might not be the greatest, but what's the harm? I mean, Lord Magician, can you, Stuart, if you, uh, mm-hmm. if you maybe didn't go now, a, a, a bit of time to, to help, Doug, you know, sort of. Maybe he can be your apprentice. His, his, and his, you could. You know. Shush, I don't know. I, I, Can you make a persuasion check for me? Eighteen. How much time are we talking? I mean, how long did it take for you to, you know, really get your Lord Magician on? Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Please do tell. Because, <laughs> you know, Doc's only been here for a few days. Really? Right? Wait, weeks? How long? How long? Probably days, right? It's been like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's only been, he's, he, you know, it hasn't even been a fortnight. But it must have been tough going when you first got here and started figuring things out. If you muscled through on your own, then maybe you could sort of help him muscle through and, 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 and get things before you go. Because we all saw he's got, he's got the power. You Are know, you guys going to help me? As you very clearly pointed out, I don't know your type of magic. Or, <laughs> Stimley, but <laughs> I'd say that to Stimley. <laughs> so I'm not Lord Magician then? Well, maybe he can, maybe, if, if the Lord maybe Magician doesn't. Maybe you could be like Lord Chancellor to the Magician? What about, and this is Stuart talking, but he's like, what about an apprenticeship for both of you, and then we decide who's more. <gasps> oh, I like that. Competition. A competition. Oh, we love contests. I think that's the way to go. Let's do it. You want to take on that head? And whoever doesn't <laughs> make it can also assist under that person and 
Everyone is helping out. Teamwork. So one of you is going to become Vice Lord Magician. Yes. The other one's going to be Actual Lord Magician. Yes. But it's going to be a competition. It's going to require trials, tribulations, training montages. Sportsmanship above all else, though. <laughs> Stuart looks around and is like, all right, that sounds like it'll work. That way, Aloha's left in the best hands. No offense, Stimley. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like Stanley should be very offended by that. I mean, he has enough magic, so he can make magic hands. <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, uh, buddy, it looks like we're going on a road trip. Let's get all packed up. And the automaton reaches up and he takes the ball that's floating between his shoulder, takes it off, and just puts it down on the table and picks up Stimley's cork and shoves it into the hole. Oh. We're, all looking, yeah, we're all just looking at like, <gasps> what? That's Stimley, you're, you have hands now. Stimley. That's right. He's <laughs> so big now. Stimley. He points at me. Yeah, he points. Very That's right. Look finger. at these hands. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to catch these hands. <laughs> I gotta warn you, I've got a competitive streak and I don't like losing! Yes! <laughs> Alright, this is getting interesting. It's now. intense. It's like the race for the for the Lord Magician. Mm. And Stimley slash Buddy, the name of this automaton, start packing up some of the things in the tower. Do I need this? Nah, and he tosses it over his shoulder, it hits a wall, and it, a little explosion happens. <laughs> Is, is the is the portmanteau couple name of of Stimley and Buddy Study? Study, <laughs> study. 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 Or Bumbly. Bubbly. Bubbly's actually way cuter. Yeah. I like Bubbly. It's yeah, no bubbles. Yeah. Oh, Bubbly. Bubbly. Anyways. And uh, Stimley quickly packs up, and Stuart turns to you, and he's like, "Well, I don't know if you guys have been to the capital, but we're headed to the capital city." Capital, Capital City. City. Capital the City. Windy <laughs> the Windy Apple. <laughs> the Windy Apple. I've only been to the marketplace. <laughs> the Windy Apple of Angels. <laughs> that is a Simpson. I saw it from the Simpsons. I admit that. <laughs> so you all march out of Stimley's Tower and you start walking north. Can I just be like, can we, uh, I need to... Yeah, can we rest before we go on this journey? We've traveled a lot. Oh, you're all tuckered out already, eh? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we, we just came from a battle, so... Do you have any rooms? Oh, uh, yeah, go downstairs. You'll find uh, some some rooms. So, uh, Stimmy, do you have any uh, spare stuffing somewhere? I'm a little... I shake my bottle. Like my, I've got a little like loose pocket in my leg, leg tail. Well, we probably got some spare pillows lying around, as you can imagine. Don't really need them. <laughs> I find a pillow and help you. Thank you. Stuff your butt. And uh, you do go downstairs, and there's like a kitchen and uh, a couple of actual bedrooms. They haven't been used in a while because Stimley doesn't really use them, but they're available to you. So you can take a nice long rest, meaning that you get all your spells back, you're back up to full hit points. And you awaken the next morning refreshed, fully stuffed. Um, Bubbly has made a breakfast for you. 
of eggs and sausage. Bubbly. Awesome. Stanley, so why didn't you... I mean, this this version of, of you with the arms and the legs, like, it seems... Just seems like a lot more fun. You 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 prefer to be on the table? Well, I don't need it all the time, do I? <laughs> I mean, I guess not. But like, you know, now you can. Now you don't have to, you know, hope someone drops some food into your jar, or like now you can just sort of get anywhere you want. <laughs> As you're sitting at this table, very small puddle across from a giant, <laughs> giant. metallic automaton. <laughs> Like, that's dropping food into the like <laughs> water of it, so and he's like, it's just like Futurama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like this. This you know bubbly version of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> bubbly. I mean, you don't mind them call you bubbly, do you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to lickle spit too. <laughs> So now that you're fully rested and everything, you pack up your stuff, you start heading out north through Connie Fields towards the capital city, also called the Seventh Peak. You walk for a little ways. Um, You do have to camp out overnight at one point, but eventually in the distance, there's this lone mountain peak, the Seventh Peak. As you approach it, you start to see that this mountain peak has been altered and changed over time. There are like metallic pipes and tubes coming out of the mountain peak and back into it. And you know that at certain points they have installed like big refineries and like like a rail transportation system inside of this mountain. And at the very top of the mountain there's this big bronze structure that kind of looks like a, a fortress, you know, kind of like in uh, Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. where he takes the palace and he puts it on top of the hill. That's sort of what this looks like, like <laughs> a bronze fortress sitting on top of a mountain peak. And spread out around the base of the mountain, there are a sea of tents. And all the tents are different colors, and they all signify the different houses and representations of the people of Aloha. And as you're walking forward, you see that there are a bunch of humans and gnomes and people camped out in these tents around. They all see you coming, and they see the Lord Magician. Stuart leading the way. They don't kneel, but they do give like a curt bow. He's not necessarily a king, but there's a lot of respect for his figurehead. You see Stuart get kind of like uncomfortably nervous. He kind of turns to you guys and he whispers, normally these people aren't kept around here, but I think they were waiting to see who the Lord Magician would be or they would crown themselves. Mm. I forgot that, uh, before you came along, uh, Aloha wasn't really... Aloha was pretty divided. <laughs> so he starts guiding you through towards the main gate, which is this large bronze gate built into the side of this mountain. And beyond the gate, which is wrought, not wrought iron, but wrought bronze, so slats, you can see a giant elevator that actually lifts you up into the side of the mountain. And as you approach one of the guards, who, uh, he looks vaguely humanoid, and he's got this large helmet on that has, like, antlers on it, and you can't quite see, like, his skin or anything, turns to you and he says, Oh my freaking gourd, it's the Lord Magician, eh? (laughs) Really? (laughs) 
Hey fellas, open the gates, it's the Lord Magician. They open up the bronze gates and this figure comes around and Stuart's like, yes, it's a pleasure to get, see you again, Sir Monster. The figure lifts up his helmet and you see that the antlers are not actually attached to his helmet. Because as he takes his helmet off, you see he is an anthropomorphic moose. <gasps> oh my god! What? He must be very tall. He is very tall, and he's got the big antlers sticking out, and he's got fur on his face and kind of a long oh. snout. Um, wow. Really kind-looking eyes. You can tell he's a little bit older. He's got some gray in his fur. And he gives the Lord Magician Stuart a big hug, and oh. Stuart kind of has to, like, move his head away <laughs> oh, so an wait. antler doesn't get him in the eye. <laughs> Jesus. He's like, oh, it's just... I just can't... <sighs> Praise the saints that he came back, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so rude. My name's Sir Monster. How you doing? I'm Sir Monster. Good. And he shakes your hand. Yeah, shakes monster. your hand. Shakes your hand. <laughs> yeah, well, I was assuming all of our hands are just like tiny little yeah. mind. Yeah. yeah, he has like an actual hand. I mostly just shake a finger. But yeah. And as you stare at him and look at him over, you realize that he has like hooves, but he has hands. He's like a weird mixture between human and moose. He's like, so uh, what's what's going on? We're taking you up to the uh, to the palace, then, eh? Stuart looks at him and he's like, absolutely. Um, could you please have some of the men uh, disperse the crowd around the city? I'll be making an announcement shortly, but I just want to make it to the leaders. Absolutely, I could freaking do that <laughs> right now. <laughs> and he like walks out and he's like, hey, uh, take off, hey? <laughs> Why is everybody hanging out here? Lord Magician's back, you can see that. Freaking weirdos. <laughs> uh, I'll need to speak to the rest of my cabinet first. Uh, Sir Munster will be there, of course, as the leader of the guard. But there's a few others that you should meet that we can talk this over and then we'll announce it. So later tonight, probably. And he's like, did you hear that, Sir Munster? Of course I freaking heard it. I hear everything with these ears. <laughs> Ears to the ground, that's what I say. Gotta keep the Lord Magician safe. And you hop into this elevator, which is actually really like finely adorned with a lot of like wrought bronze and stuff like that, intricate designs. Um, it's actually big enough that you could take a wagon onto it so you have plenty of room to spread out and you start to rise up inside of the mountain. We're gonna actually cut away for a second. You guys aren't there, both. The audience sees this. <laughs> We're inside of a cave somewhere. It's very dank and very cold. There's red light coming up through pits in the floor. This lava flows beneath and there's steam rising up. A group of skalungs wander into this cave. Leading the front of them is Baron with a, the side of his face scarred. And he stands there for a second looking sheepish. A female voice comes out of the dark. How difficult is it to kill one Man, and Baron, like sheepishly looking down at the floor. You don't understand. He, the, he was protected by uh, this man, Doug of Martmart. And a figure starts to walk out of the dark. Female figure, but she's covered in a cloak, so we can't see any of her features. Martmart is nothing. And she walks towards Baron, and Baron drops to a knee in front of her. Obviously, I shouldn't have sent the dogs to do my work. And he like tries to look up at her for a second and she just pushes his face down, back down to look at the floor. She says, no matter. 
I believe soon there will be a new Lord Magician. And she cups her hand around the side of Baron's face on the side with scars. She leans forward to listen to his ear, and you will kill that Lord Magician. And she presses her fingers into this his face, and tendrils of black start to spread across his skin, and it actually cuts across his eyes, and something starts to change in Baron. Thank you for listening to Dice Try. I'm your host, Daniel Schaub, and this episode's cast has included Paul Dixon, Earl Kim, and Crystal Llewellyn. This production has been edited by Gabriel Toya Melendez with special music provided by Glenn Davis. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dice Try Podcast. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe and review. Dan did done dirty. Earl eats eels eloquently. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Paul peers peevishly at peepers. No, 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 no,